revelation and expression of what God means to you. I recognize you. I appreciate you. And my life will express word, deeds, generosity, kindness, countenance, time spent. That our life is a life of worship. We're going, you're going to hear from different people in our church. Uh, some of them with very similar losses that you've had and struggles that you've had and limitations. And, and, and the worship of the believer has very little to do that's what happened, with what has happened to us. But it is based upon what God has done for us. And our view of him. When we grow blind, worship stagnates. That's why Jesus said, I counsel of you to buy a salve from me. and Anoint your eyes. I want you to see. Because if you recognize me, you'll appreciate me. And if you'll appreciate me, you'll express it. Our worship, some of us, it's confined to Sunday morning uh, for 30 minutes. And then some don't even participate in that. And this verse is the hinge of today. And I want to read this to you. Uh, Gospel of John. Oh, John. The disciple whom Jesus loved. I'm just saying. John 4, 23 and 24. But the hour cometh and now is, Jesus said. Say that with me. And now is. When the true worshipers. True worshipers. Shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Just put your finger there. I'm going to make you stand for just a minute. In spirit does not mean sincerity. But if you worship in the spirit, it will be sincere. But not everything that's sincere worships in the spirit. Those that worship God must. Not maybe. Not might. And not ought to. You ought to have been mad at me this morning. If I insinuated I had to prime your pump. You leave my pump alone. I have enough pressure inside of me. That I must recognize. Appreciate and express my individual worship to God. And on Sundays what makes it beautiful is all of us with different stories and at different places come with our own expression and it is a harmony of glory to the Lord. Spirit means that it must originate with God. It must consist by His presence and culminate in His Spirit, uh, with His Spirit. It must be anointed. It's not stale or dry. It is a, an actual move of God, Christ in us, the Spirit in us, unable to be squelched or quieted. I must worship Him in spirit, and the truth part means with my body lining up, matching what I sang. In truth, living it out, living it out faithfully, denying myself, being a disciple, consecrated, sanctified, separated, set apart for the Master's use. And it said that God is a spirit and you must worship him in spirit and in truth. Look at this now. For the father seeketh such to worship him. The father looks for people that will recognize, 
appreciate and express his worth to them. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And I'll close this part with this. I may sing along with your song when we sang that today. So good, so, so good to me. I don't know who wrote that. And my spirit man did not come alive because I liked the melody. That's flesh. That's soul. We all have styles. You know, uh, we all have things we gravitate to. My spirit man come alive because God has been good to me. And I recognize it. I appreciate it. And my expression, whether you liked it or not, was mine, baby. It ain't for you. I'm not trying to impress you or get along with you. That's like uh, courting someone and say, did, did you like how I put my arm around Kelly? Was that okay? Did that? You ain't got nothing to do with my... Anyway, that's whole nother. Okay, it's going to be good today. So let's pray. Would y'all join with me? Father, today we ask, us, we ask you to lead us by your spirit. Very few things are planned for this morning. But we want, we want to be quickened, changed through revelation, the entrance of your word, giving life and light. And let today show us, Lord, that our worship is only limited by ourselves, our condition. And we can worth you as much as we want to. May we be forever changed and say, this is the day. This day in April of 2017, when I decided that not an hour would go by in my life, that I didn't worship the Lord in some way. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated this morning. True worship. Jesus said, and this is the woman that had five husbands, and he saw her at the well, and she wanted to talk religious talk and said, I perceive that you're a prophet. He said, go get your husband. Uh, I'm, the guy I'm with now is not my husband. He said, I know. You've had five husbands. The man is not your husband. Oh, I perceive you're a prophet. Where are we supposed to worship? And Jesus said, you don't even know what you're worshiping. But there's a day coming, as a matter of fact, it's here. Where they that worship the Lord must worship Him in spirit and truth. True worshipers. True worship. For that to be in your Bible means that there must be some untrue worship. For Him to say true worshipers, there must be false worshipers. And many sincere people worship falsely and incorrectly. False worship that is based in error. That is shrouded in mystery. Be very careful of any religion that keeps you in the dark. And, and, and clothes or cloaks the simplicity that's found in Jesus Christ. I don't need you, your incense, your bells, your trinkets, your beads, your priests, your pastors. Get out of my way. I can worship the Lord myself. No mysteries. The veil was rent from top to bottom. I know that he is mine and I am his. And it's simple. Well, you, we need. Why, why would you talk in a dead language around me? I, I don't know what you're saying. And by the way, you can't say it for me anyway. Why would I repeat after you when you want me to use your words? This thing inside of me is real. And if I use your worship, if I dovetail on yours, it's unacceptable. 
I can sing beside you, but you can't sing for me. I can thank beside you, but you can't thank him for me. False worship is man-centered. It, it, it originates with and caters to the flesh. It wants to impress you and you leave and go, whoo, what a worship service. If you leave, if you leave impressed, it wasn't worship. Now you can get mad with me. You can have the Christian concert with the three bands that you like the most and go, oh, I enjoyed that. I believe you, but that doesn't necessarily mean worship. If it originates with man and centers around man and culminates with you buying man's t-shirts and wanting his signature, uh-oh, and, and everybody impressed with him. When you leave a worship service, you ought to be so humbled that God would listen to you and accept your praise and accept your gratitude. It ought to be about him, for him. I don't want you leave telling me who Christ's chapel is. I don't want you to leave telling. I don't want you leave uh, being impressed with me or us or the assemblies of God. I want you to leave and go into your car. What a wonderful Lord. What a glorious Lord. What a gentle Lord. What a powerful Lord. What a grace-filled Lord. It's Christ-centered and false worship that is soulish, not spiritual. Worship changes me. Singing about God doesn't change me. Singing to God changes me. Because I know I can't sing no lies to him. And if you're involved in perpetual worship, and I'm not speaking about songs alone, but we're here on a Sunday. Anytime I approach God, I have to deal with the realities of who I am in that moment. And sometimes I have to bow myself while everybody else is so, so good to me. I have to walk the aisle and kneel down and say, and because you've been so good to me, I ought to have been more faithful to you and I ask you to forgive me. Soulish wants to be exhilarated. The spirit wants to be brought nearer. Just brought nearer. Ben, play that course for me. Draw me near. Just that. Just close your eyes this morning. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where Thou hast died. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to Thy precious. Hold right there, Vic. Close your eyes with me now. We're, this is going to be interactive today. Now, if you sing that to God, no one looking around, if you sing that to God, then something in your life has to change. Something has to change dramatically. Something will be lost. Something will be arranged because I can't stay where I am and get nearer. So are you worth the change to me, O oh Lord? Now let's sing it again. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where Thou hast died. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, 
to thy precious bleeding side. Okay, church family, look this way. Some of us have been in church so long that we're inoculated against God. When you go to get a flu shot and they give you the flu so that you won't catch the flu. Can you imagine? And I'm just stirring. I'm just stirring. Can you imagine Moses coming before the Lord with a coffee cup in his hand? You follow me? I'm not saying that coffee bars are wrong. I'm I'm telling you that we're not expecting to meet with God. And we don't meet with God. We don't meet with the Lord. We meet with other people. And that's why we leave disappointed. And that's why we leave empty. And that's why we leave unchanged. And y'all know I'm not a legalist. I'm not. But I've told you for years. That's why when I come, I wear the best I have. If I lose a little weight, I can wear a tie here soon and put the tie around here. We'll talk about stewardship later. It's a totally different stewardship of the body. We'll talk about that. But for me, it's I'm not going to dress better for work than I do for your house. For me, it's that expression. Thank you, Ben. I want to read this, and then we're going to introduce a few people. Worship. Is the recognition, appreciation, and expression of God's work to me. It is not limited by personality type. Well, I'm just quiet. I'm just reserved. Yeah, I've seen you at the ball game, Mr. Reserved. Come on. We express what we feel. And we don't feel because we don't appreciate Worship is not, well, I'm just more reserved. Has nothing to do with it. Has nothing to do with it. You can be the quietest, most reserved person, but if you see in its fullness all that the Lord has done for you, and then someone sings, God is so good, your, you, your body has to move your spirit and saying, thank the Lord. David said, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that's in me. Wake up in there. Bless the Lord. It has nothing to do with personality type. It's not how you were wired in the natural. It's how alive you are in the spirit. It's not limited by your environment. Well, I've got it rough. It has nothing to do with environment. And Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God at midnight. It has nothing to do with environment. It has everything to do with immaturity. That's why we have to tee the ball up in service. Don't forget, y'all. We got the lighting just right. We need blue lights on the backdrop with this song. And okay, let's have the temperature right. And let's make sure that are you comfortable? I hope you're comfortable. Are you comfortable? Have I offended you? Are you good? Were you everybody good? Everybody and get everything perfect so that worship can trickle out. You know, if you need me to set up worship for you, you have truly deeper issues. You ain't got to play my style. You ain't got to play my song. And you don't have to give me ambience. Now, we do those things, but I want you to hear my heart here. That's to eliminate distractions. Because I cannot do anything. I cannot do anything or provide anything that creates worship for you. Nothing. So against any backdrop, poor house or penthouse, hospital or country club, 
Worship flows not from a healthy environment, but from a healthy heart. Any backdrop. Sunday, if you can't worship in here with everything moved out of the way, how are you going to worship in the difficult day, in the difficult season? It's not limited by our lack of happiness, but by our lack of gratitude. It is not limited by how we were raised by our parents, but by how, how we have refused to be raised by God. No matter how my mom and dad raised me, the Lord is my father. And some of you had no example, but you know what gratitude is. Our problem is we're trying to look like everybody we've seen on YouTube and we're trying to worship like them. I'm so appreciative of being in our team and I'll go to tell him stuff and he said, Pastor, I'm already there. We're not them. I don't want to be like them. He preaches with a round table. I got a round table. They preach with this. We got this. No, we're going to be us because there is no worship that's not authentic. And if I be like you, then I'm just trying to imitate you and I'm courting the Lord's second person. Worship is simply the recognition, expression, recognition, appreciation, expression of God's worth to me. Pride, apathy, lukewarmness, the fear of man, self-awareness, ingratitude, they all hinder the natural expression of public and private worship. When you were born again, you were connected, connected divinely the sap from God runs in your veins the issue is what is it about you that hinders it nobody can hinder my worship oh brother Wood they're taking prayer out of schools and I hear you I'm not making light but they can't take prayer out of schools your baby can sit there at the desk and everybody sits down bow her head at lunch Jesus you know the deal these pagans around me ain't going to thank you, but thank you, Lord, for my food. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. You can't take prayer out of me. You can't take worship out of me. I may pay a cost for it, but if I add it up and his praise is worth the persecution or the rejection, I'll pay the tab. Pay the tab. All right, true worship is expected, sought out, and demanded by God. Okay, y'all help me, because I, I, I have a mute ear for music, I just don't have knowledge of music. I used to be a DJ, by the way, Henry Davis, skate rink. Talk about it. <laughs> what are the parts? What are the parts? Um, Get close to your mic so we can hear you, man. You got, you got bass. Bass is the low. Baritone. Baritone. Mm -hmm. You got tenor. Okay. Alto. Uh -huh. Soprano. Now, some people can sing most all of them or four or five of them. When you try to go real high, what happens? Um, I know he can do team, it. Yeah. I lost the feeling one day. He hit one. I said, uh, uh. I know Ben, ben can. Ben. Didn't people like this make you so tired they can just sing all of them? In G, I can go, baby. But I go anywhere near R or L, and it don't, it don't work. Okay. So you really have to stick with who you are. It's just simple. Our problem is we've tried to blend in, look like, act like. Uh, I hear modern worship. I hear contemporary worship. Really? That's like modern love. 
modern food and substance. Baby, you, you see a man 250 pounds, it ain't got to be modern. You see a table full of fried chicken, macaroni, cheese, okra, get out of my way. We want to make it palatable you. Get out of my way. That's how you make it palatable. We have complicated this thing and we have made it to where this is, here's what they say, this is what the Lord's doing now. So if you don't worship like that, if you don't have the fog machine blowing on this side and the lights coming this way, you're not worshiping and you're lied to. It is the simple expression and here's where it flows. The purest form is when it flows from where you are right now. Eden, will you come first? Where, there she is. Don't y'all love this lady and her family in Pepe? When Ben and I were talking about this, the Lord gave me this idea for this service. And this is not a compliment. This is where the, the Bible says about uh, encouraging one another in the Lord. And I, I wrote down on my notes... Like worship is simple and beautiful. It's inspirational. It's rare. It's misunderstood. This is what I thought about with you. Uh, and I, I'm being honest here. I want to give honor to the Lord. Simple and beautiful. With a voice like yours, you could perform like that. You could turn it on and hold the arm the right way. And you could just you could sing in such a way that people would go, wow, you have that ability. But you never do. It's the simple, I love you, Lord. And I appreciate that. And that's why I asked if you would, if you want to say anything, you get, none of this is scripted. And some of them, they're like, their heart's going, Lord, help. So uh, if you want to share anything about just your simple faith and um, the part about worshiping at home and then just minister to us, would you? do well speaking I don't it's not my thing um but you know God is God has called me to be a worshiper it's just what he's made me to do and he's teaching me uh the power that we have available to us through our praise um and it's like John was saying it's um not singing about him it's singing to him that's worship um and I'm honored and humbled that he would use me in that way, absolutely, <laughs> that I get to sing for him. And I just pray that he will be glorified in me always. That is my heart, for him to get all the honor that is due him.
Just give me Jesus. Now, if that's your heart, I want you to stand with her as she sings it. And when I am alone, oh, and when I, I feel alone, and when I am alone, give me Jesus, give me Jesus, oh, give me Jesus, you can have all this world, give me Praise the Lord. Unto Him. Now before I go to the next point, this is me just shepherding, okay? I said, those of you that that's your heart, stand. Almost the whole church stood. Now just hear me very meekly. Why didn't you stand before? We're so self-aware. Well, Pastor John, I don't, I don't want to be out of order. Wildfire is not our problem. It's no fire. When you hear something in a song, my sister here stood. When you, and that's your soul. When she stood, she didn't take over the service. She just said, me too, God. Me too, God. Your spirit will cue you. Ow. Express. Ow. Express. One line we recognize, we appreciate. Express. Let it out. Is that fair? Is it reasonable? Good. Okay. Worship is inspirational. When I talk to Ben uh, about this, you have to know the character of the man to know that we would not highlight or um, for our gain bring attention to someone else's limitation. But from the first day I met Rob Saxon and I watch his countenance on this stage confined to a wheelchair and his face pulses with how great the Lord is and how much he appreciates. Other people just as healthy as they can be. I'm tired of standing. And so I'm just going to tell you. Here's a man that can't. And just pours his soul out to the Lord. And it challenges. I watch him. And in a good way. 
So now for the worshiper that has to praise the Lord, knowing that God is able to do the thing I'm asking, and for whatever reason, he has not. And still worship with passion and joy. That's another form of worship. Rob, would you come, buddy? Y'all give my buddy a hand. We love and appreciate you. You just, you just share your heart. And then I, I, I kind of picked the songs if, they, if they, it was in their key. And I said, for Rob, it's how great is our God. And when you can praise the Lord in limitation, I think it reaches the ear of God and the heart of God. And God's not done yet. No. That's right. Go ahead, buddy. When I think about my Lord, people ask me all the time, you know, how are you able to do what you do? And it's not, I don't think about this. You know, this, all of us have our limitations. All of us have our difficulties, the things that we cannot do. I just think about all the things that I have been able to do. All the gifts that God has given me. And from that, and I thought I looked, and John said this earlier, it's, it's looking back that we can see what God has done. And looking back over the victories in my life. <laughs> you know, when I, just really quickly, when I was born, the doctor said, he'll never walk, he'll have seizures, and he'll have brain damage. Well, I could walk with some assistance. Never had a seizure. And as far as brain damage, that depends on who you ask. <laughs> but my God is great. How great is my God. Sing with me how great is my God. And all will sing how great, how great is my God. How great is our God. Sing with me how great. Is our God, and oh, see how great, how great is our God. He's the name above all
God. Sing with me how great is thy God. And all will sing how great, how great is our God. Give him praise today. We're going to be wrecked by the time we leave today. Y'all know that? <laughs> Worship is simple and it's beautiful. It can be inspirational. That's, that's the part of congregational that is not found in the prayer closet. There are things that happen to me in the quiet place that never happen in church. And there are things that happen in church that never happen to me in the quiet place. In church, I mean at home, I don't get to see Rob. I don't see that single mama with five kids whose husband walked out and she gets up at 6 a.m. to get all those rugrats ready for church by 10. And she gets them in the room and she goes, thank you, Lord. And she faithfully gives the Lord her praise. See, it inspires me to see the person whose spouse has left and they're worshiping the Lord, who bury their child and worship the Lord. Uh, this week... Kelly and I went and saw Miss Doris June again. And she is really physically fading. She tells me every time I come, I can brag about this. She tells me all the time. She pats my face. She goes, I don't know who you, I love that face, though. I love that face. I know I love you. I know I love you. And she will talk, and the bits and pieces, you know what she's thinking about. And then I just take her by the hands, and I said, Doris June. Doris June. Doris June? Yes. And I'll say, Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Her eyes fill with tears, and she goes, Oh, what a foretaste. And she sings the whole thing with me. And, cry, and it's like she, she said, I know, I know those. I know. Though our outward man be perishing, our inner man is being renewed day by day. And we sang, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. And she had a little strawberry shake in one hand and worshiping with the other hand. Just to, you know how she does? Take him at his word, she was telling. But worship is rare. That's, when you, that's why when you see it, you ought to join it. I don't care where it is. Stop what you're doing and stand beside them and say, let's make this where in the spirit realm, they're doing bass, you're doing tenor, soprano. I may not be where you are, but you ain't been where I've been. And you join them and the harmony goes up to heaven. It can be misunderstood. The next person I asked to sing, I love me some Felicia Daniels. I love her. Felicia can go now. Don't you ask her no question about the Bible or Jesus or what the Lord's done for you. You best bring a lunch. And it's, no. And it's not because she just wants to hear herself talk. She is so aware and appreciative. It's like drinking out of a fire hydrant. I'm telling you. 
And I'm challenged when I'm around her and said, and you're the pastor. So there's part of me that hates her and part of me that likes her. No. <laughs> but very few people know of her sorrows and the sorrows she's been through. And I say this for the glory of the Lord. She knows me. I'm not boasting. For 10 plus years, every Wednesday, she pastors a group of about 50 to 70 ladies in Pulaski Prison. They call themselves Christ Chapel Pulaski. And her commitment, not a dime, not no recognition, no rewards. It is this, it's simple. You are worth this to me. So every Wednesday for a decade, and she loves the girls, but it's, it's a form of worship. And I asked her uh, to come and share a moment and sing. <laughs> Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because don't mistake this happiness for someone that hasn't seen sorrow or loss or grief. Y'all, this is my sister, Felicia. And I must say, he's really the pastor at Christ uh, Chapel Pulaski. Because they love their pastor. I'm just the facilitator. But I'm so grateful for our God. Only he can take what our enemy means for harm and somehow use all these pieces to a puzzle that don't look like they match and make a picture, but they end up coming together over time. Uh, 16 years in August will be when I started at going into Pulaski. And um, our son... Um, for 10 years, took us on a journey, and there was no other reason for that journey, none. <laughs> if you could have done it right as a mama and a daddy, and he had a wonderful home, we did it right. But uh, it didn't work because everybody has to come to the place where they realize they need a Savior. And praise God, four days before, and I believe, and God had been working on his heart during this time, and everywhere he took us, and we've been, you name it, we've been, we proclaimed the way, the truth, and the life. And he's the reason we live. And he is my life. How can I not proclaim anything else except him? And there would be times I would look out the window and look up at the sky and say, I know you love me. I know you love me. Because uh, life didn't, wasn't coming together. But I look back now, and there's absolutely no other reason uh, for the journey that we've walked, except that we get to go to Pulaski State Women's Prison more than Wednesdays, and we get to see the glory of God revealed and flow through that place. And I believe God has struck a match there, and I'm praying he'll strike one in us too, because I see a lot of women free on the inside, and I'm so grateful for freedom. And I do sing today, because not only do I have a happiness and my name means happy. I like that. Uh, not only do I have a happiness, I have a deep joy inside of me and a gratitude for the life of God inside of me that nobody can take away. The world can't have it. Yes. <clears throat> Three weeks, really. Uh, and, and I had seen glimpses of God wooing Jared. My son's name was Jared. And I'll tell you, um, there were times where I hadn't, uh, his name meant God's heir. 
And there were times that I stood on that stone. I didn't know that. I wasn't uh, seeking the Lord. I knew the Lord at all when uh, we had him. Uh, but God started wooing me when I was pregnant with him and my husband. And nobody thinks I'm married because I can't tell if he's on the camera or in that room. But anyway, I am married. He's on the camera. Um, my husband uh, got born again when Jared was born in the delivery room. So that was, and I won't go over the whole story, John, his whole life. But anyway, he used him from birth. And, um, I, you know, I, he was the most precious child. Uh, we, he was a he was a delight. He out of all three of my boys, he really did have the best personality. And you can you can edit that out. But anyway, he just was a delight. I mean, and he loved life. He he enjoyed life, and he loved people. But you know, he made choices, and I'll leave it at that. And three weeks, um, I came home from prison one Wednesday night, and I could tell the Lord was wooing him, and he started confessing all his faults. And I thought, Lord, I don't really want to hear this, but uh, he, the Lord let me know I'm healing him. Uh, he's confessing his faults, and I'm healing him. And um, four days before he went home in a car wreck, uh, we had, and I, there's, oh, Jared's stories are always long, so believe me, I'm not going to go there. But we were sitting in the car, and I was headed for a Trace Dias that day. Uh, I was going to be head prayer on a Trace Dias weekend. What an honor and a privilege. And uh, we got to sit in the car. And he told me that he had gotten born again. And next to my salvation, I can honestly tell you this day was the most precious day of my life on earth. Um, I got to watch God baptize him with love. He said, Mama, I got born again. And we started talking about the love of God. And as we did, um, I watched him just get baptized with God's love. And he was just crying. And I got to wipe the tears off his face. And I got to look him straight in the eyes and say, tell him how much I loved him. And I was, oh, my insides. Oh, the joy was just so, such a delight. Years of prayer was answered right in that moment. I mean, it was so beautiful. And I heard Holy Spirit say, and I don't hear him all the time like this, but I heard him say, these are precious moments. And he said it twice. These are precious moments. And we come home um, I was so excited going on that trace this weekend and getting to just be before the Lord in prayer with a bunch of wonderful women. And we come home on Sunday night, and he met me on the front porch and gave me the biggest mama hug. And that day, I got to give him, th I give him bear hugs. I just love to give mama hugs, and I, to my boys especially. And um, I get, to, I got, to, he gave me a mama hug. And then that night, but, um, you know, of course, you come home and everybody knows who's been, how exhausted you are, but that night, we all went to bed, and before the sun come up the next morning, I'll just leave it as he had went from a pole to the presence of the Lord. And, uh, you know, but what God had given me, the gift he'd given me on Thursday, uh, I, and from the beginning, I saw his goodness. I just, he, he just reminded me of his goodness. But um, can I please have a little drink of that water right there? Because I'm afraid if I don't, my mouth might stick together. I didn't know I was going to talk that much, and he's right. I have so much good things to say about the Lord, I just can't. But I, will, I do want to say this, out of all the pain, out of all the hardship, when I didn't understand, and I had no idea what God was doing, he had given me the gift of faith to believe him. And through Jared, I really did realize I had the gift of faith. And that's a gift from God, and we can ask for it. And I just have seen God work so mightily and use what the enemy meant for harm and destruction and use it for his kingdom and for his glory, and that's what he does. 
and I sing because I'm happy. And I have joy. And it's for you, Lord. This song is to you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And thank you, our precious Lord and risen Savior. Why should I feel discouraged? Why do the shadows come? And why does my heart feel lonely and long? And I do long. For heaven, it's home. When Jesus is my portion, a constant friend is he. His eyes on the And I know he watches me. His eye is on the sparrow. And I know he watches me. So I sing because I'm happy and I sing because I'm free yeah his eye is on the sparrow and I know he watches Oh, I sing because I'm happy, and I sing because I'm free, yeah, his eye is on the sparrow, and I Yes, I sing because I'm happy. upon you because you are our refuge and our strength and our peace and our freedom and our hope and our help and we just want to say thank you Lord amen thank you Lord
and I sing because I'm happy and I sing because I'm free yes he's say glory to God in this place. Praise the Lord! Yes! All right, you can be seated. There's more to come. This type of worship, this type of recognition, this type of appreciation, I, I got a good ring here. Uh, uh, Josh, and this expression is rare. It's beautiful. It's often misunderstood, but it can be limitless. David said, early in the morning, I will praise you. In another place, he wrote, three times a day will I praise you, O Lord. In the morning and in the noon and in the evening. And then in another time, he said, seven times a day. Upon my early rising and all through the day in the evening. And if I can't sleep, I'll get up and walk the floor and bless your name. And then he said, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. It can be limitless. Our worship is limited by how we view God, how we appreciate God. Those two things. That's the key. Because if I see you, I got to appreciate you. And unoffered gratitude is only an opinion. God didn't say, give me opinions. He said, you must worship me. It's the natural flow from a healthy heart. It is inside out, never outside in. And, and thanksgiving and gratitude and worship and praise is powerful. It cannot be intimidated or squelched. And the disciples thanked the Lord that they were counted worthy to be beat for his name's sake. You do what you got to do. And I'm going to do what I have to do. I will bless the Lord. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. It cannot be imitated. It cannot be duplicated or imparted. No one can impart. Come, on, come forward, everybody. I'm, I'm going to impart to you the spirit of worship. Think. Think. Worship can't be imparted. It originates in my soul by the spirit of God. You can't give me gratitude. You can pray for me that my eyes would open and see what God has done for me. Can't, it's not imitate. That's, that's the reason our worship services are theatrical and filled with props and lights. And, but it never reaches the soul because we're, we're trying to be something in the moment that we aren't in the week. Just let it. Go, let, thank you, Lord. In the middle of preaching, you know, you can stand, you can still be reverent and just, God, what he said, you could have left me there. I just thank you, Lord. I just thank you, Lord. It cannot be withstood. It cannot be silenced and it cannot be ignored. It cannot be reduced to a theology or an idea. It must be expressed. And worship, thanksgiving, worship, 
cannot go unnoticed by man and does not go unrewarded by God. I've used this illustration several times over the 22 years now. But I was forever changed when I heard the story of the little girl who her dad had left when they were little and the mama had died and it, uh, the mama left her little girl her wedding ring, engagement ring and it was nothing. I mean, it wasn't worth 30 bucks, 20 bucks, you know. And the pastor, they were taking up an offering in the small country church and he saw the little girl in her seat and she was going. When it come time, she pulled mama's wedding ring off and put it in the offering and an usher saw it too and they came to the pastor and said, we got to get this back to the little girl. We, we can't get anything for it. And so the pastor met with her and he, you know, tried to be all pastoral and said, you know, I, I just want you to know I saw what you did and that was beautiful. And I know the Lord was appreciative and was honored by it. But listen, this is going to mean way more to you later than it does today. And I, I just want you to take it back. And she said, she just sat there. He said, seriously, darling, I want you to take it. We, we receive it, but we want to give it back to you. She never said anything. She just kind of, you know, looked at her feet and fidgeted. And, and then he said, we're really not going to be able to get anything for it. And it means, it's going to mean so much more to you. And that little girl who understands more about worship than 10,000 preachers turned to him and said, I did not give that ring to you. He was worth this to me. And that pastor said, I understand. And took it and put it in the safe of the church not to be touched. It was holy. It was sacred. And see, we're, we've missed the simplicity of it. <laughs> we're trying to be current and relevant and all of this when it is nothing to do with anybody else. It's... What's in me that has to come out. And finally, worship has way more to do with the why than the how and the where. It's the why. Why do I worship? Because I love him. I love the Lord. He heard my cry. He rescued my soul. Let me tell you something. You see pastor, but this little boy here, he restored my soul. I was gone. A ghost. Gone. This side of Calvary. And everyone that knew me. That saw the condition. If they based it upon what they saw. They would just write me off. But the Lord heard my cry. And he sustained me. He preserved me. Kind of like a spiritual coma. He said we got to get him in a coma. Until the swelling goes down. And on this side of it. He spoke Lazarus. Get up. I have a life for you to live. I have things for you to enjoy. You're going to be a father. You don't even know it. And I don't tell me I can't thank him. Don't tell me I can't do it in public or private. Or interject it into any conversation. I worship because I have not forgotten. I worship because I still feel it. I worship because I need him. I worship him because I owe him. I worship him because other people don't. Compensate for my dead row. I worship him because they're quiet. I worship him because if I didn't, the rocks under my feet would scream accusation against me. 
I worship Him because He created me to do so. I worship Him because no one can do it for me. And I worship Him because I must, I must, I must express to God who He is and what He means to me. And what flows on the outside of our life is the evidence of what is on the inside or the lack of what is on the inside of our life. I'm going to give us opportunity here uh, to take communion together. And I want us just to evaluate today. What are we thinking? What are we feeling? And we're going to need to make a couple of adjustments. We're not looking for magic here. You can change one degree and change the trajectory of the next five years if Jesus should tarry. God is a spirit. I tell you the word of God. And those that worship him must worship him. You must in spirit and in truth. Because the Lord looks for those people. He healed the, the ten. One came back and thanked him. And he said, where are the nine? Did I not? Is this only one that come back to give the glory of the Lord? I speak over you. May it not be said of anyone that's part of this local body that they were part of the nine. But that we were people of the one. Our ushers are going to serve communion. And y'all hold and wait for all of us to take together, would you? Thank you.